0: Cheers, Barney. Yeah, mate. I'll cheers you up with my Corona yeah. and your
3: coffee. Oh yeah. Cheers. There we go. Yeah. Great to meet you, man. Yeah. We have met before, actually. I'm sure, because I recognise you. you have. Yeah,
0: have. Um, I, I we had a brief chat at the um, yeah. Hard Rock Hell. Yeah. Uh, up in North Wales. Oh God. When you me. guys destroyed that. Yeah. It was one of my favourite shows of the day. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah, the the the, the what's it camp the holiday camp. Thing, yeah, yeah, it? yeah,
0: like proper Butlins vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the first <laughs>
3: time we did it, I think, and we were all
0: a bit like, "What?" It was great this? because yeah. usually it's kind of like just metal, yeah, more middle of the road, yeah. rock bands, and then you guys came on, just yeah, decimated. Yeah, I remember
3: that. You know, that similarly, one of the best gigs that we've ever done. We did that um, the rave festival in in um, in Liverpool. Um. It was... Uh, Not Global Gathering, but something no, like no, that. No, no, it's, no. It's... Oh, God. No, I forget the name of it. It's a rave festival up in... Um, oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so bad with... Uh, hey, there's been a lot of shows. Of there's yeah, been a yeah, lot of yeah. shows. And but it's you a, went over it's well, right? A rave, mate. I'll tell you what. It was one of the best. We were, I mean, it was glow sticks and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people just loved it. Because I think, you know... People can argue backwards and forwards about the music connection, but the point is, is that that spirit of independence is in that scene as well. Absolutely. So therefore, we connect. And I've I've always been of the mindset that you know I don't all this all this stuff about oh you shouldn't play with this band or that band. You know, mate, I'll play with a pop band. I don't care. You know, if it's if it's opening people's eyes to either what we're doing or what another band's doing with us on the bill that's quirky and different. And who cares? You know what I mean? Are you really going to be so conservative to stitch yourself up? You know that you're not going to at least open your ears to other things. You know, I just I used to be like that when I was 13, 14 years old. But and I'm it's something now, you that know. you
0: should grow out of once that teenage fascination with the tribe, yeah, yeah. dissipates. Yeah. See,
3: right? I, I, one, one thing for me in life in general is stereotypes. I I'd hate being stereotyped. And I hate buying into stereotypes, you know, so, so, because I just think it's so constraining, you know, and, 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 and stereotypes is half the reason why, um, not that it's, not that it's particularly new, but it's half the reason why people are so, spin this people in here. general, people in general are so, are so separatist and isolationist and stuff like that is because of, like, stereotyping. So whether it's musical or, or politics Or Cultura- even just cultural, yeah. In inverted commas You know It's us versus them Isn't it Yeah And it's got to stop You know Otherwise uh, There's a, there's quite a serious point to it You know In that uh, we'll, we'll destroy ourselves From the inside out You know so.
0: Well like Without being too doom and gloom At the start I do feel like That's already definitely happening I feel like there's a lot Particularly with Social media engagement I feel like that's intensified it a lot is this whole idea of you think that way therefore you're different to me yeah we can stop it though we
3: we can stop it that's the point and 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 another thing is and this is where I'm going to contradict myself and I I think there's no problem with contradicting all the most interesting people should you know and I think that we should be very careful about getting into the mindset of you know with social media I personally don't do it Only because I ain't got the time to do it. You know, but if I had to step into it, I'd just take whatever comes my way. But I'm not, not the same as everybody, of course. Um, I just don't do it because I ain't got the time to do it. But I think we need, we do need arenas that are free and uh, unfucked with, basically, you know. And I think that should be one of them, you know. Okay, there's some fairly heinous stuff on there, you know, but, um, but, there does come a point where I kind of say to myself, as much as this is ap- this stuff is absolutely despicable, we kind of got to let it roll a little bit, you know, because if you shut down... Well, that's censorship then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I've always been anti-censorship, you know. I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah. How know.
0: important is it for you to be friends with people with different political,
3: philosophical, spiritual opinions? Well, I am naturally, because I, I just look at it as, why would I want to again goes back to the same thing why would I want to channel myself down one very narrow channel what, what's the point of that you know I can't there are certain hopes that I have for the world in general I think everybody does you know they want to see the world through their eyes you know that you know but 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 given that I think that um, um if you want to live in a very tiny bubble with a, a couple of other people who want to live in that bubble, then thats I would suggest that you're not going to live very much of a life, no. you know what I mean?
0: And a lot of people do do that now. I think if they find someone in their friendship circle is of a different opinion on something that they feel strongly about, they'll just cut them out. Like yeah. I know a lot of people who are like, right, you voted Brexit, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And it's like, well, why not talk to them about why they did?
3: Yeah. And then you can have a dialogue. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, I, I, am the. You know, I'm only human. I'm only the same. I get very agitated at points with certain things. You know, because the, the, the one thing to say is that there are lessons from history that we should learn. You know, it's like honest. I mean, people, people might say this is a bit alarmist, but I can see it. You know, because I've been there. If you travel throughout Europe right now. There are things happening that 15 years ago would have been completely taboo. You know, the the um, there is a there is an upsurge in in certain parts of Europe of of uh, of, of militant conservatism. The rise you know, of the right. That, yeah, I mean, it, we can talk in like those kind of buzzwords and stuff, but it's militant conservatism. That's what it is. And what this is doing is demonising people that are. Uh, could be um, uh, look a certain way, obviously, the skin color, the usual stuff, but also, you know, gay people um, or what people perceive to be gay people, even though <laughs> they might not even know, you know. And, and there's so there's all these different people, and it is happening, you know. And, and, and in some cases, this is with the backing of the government, this isn't just like. Vigilante Extremists groups. on yeah, the street. These yeah. are people who are legitimised by the government, you know. And we we know what happened in the 1930s. So these people are very clever. What they'll do, first of all, they'll go to small gatherings like beer halls, like Hitler, where everybody's, like, pissed. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, yeah, it's like Rowdy. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, you know. And people take it on board, you know. And so it slowly spreads. Yeah, And then you get... These people feel they have enough power to get representation on local councils, and so then they're able to, um, then they're able to convince a lot more people. Look, you should, you should cast, you should like not let these people um, um, be comfortable in their existence because of such and such and such and such. And that's how it happens, you know. And this is a very real possibility right now. I would suggest, you know, so we you know there are there is so I'm kind of I'm I'm quite torn really you know between the absolute need to let people express themselves but it's then you ask yourself what's the point where I say if fascism was to rise to the same levels in Europe again I'm faced with a choice as a humanitarian or however you want to slice it person from the left to a point you know then I've got to make a choice do I have to pick a side you know and, and the problem with picking a side it leads you down into conflict Yeah, you know and I, I do class myself as a pacifist you know you would, would you? yes yeah. yes yes but I think I would be challenged no pacifist is, is infallible you know so then you would have to say well what do I do is, is it is it more important that I liberate life from the people that would drag it down to the depths of complete inhumanity as inhumane as it could possibly be imagined you know and that that's that's a struggle you know what always fascinates me from maybe even like a more
0: curiosity point of view is what drives people like hitler in the first place to instigate and stimulate so much hate and divide it comes from a deep place of unhappiness in yeah well i think
3: there's a there's a long chain of events you know the thing is is that is that Corruption, corruption is where it starts because, obviously, society as it is is based on economics, whether we like it or not. I would rather, honestly, I come, I have a certain bring back the bartering. I, I, system. I'm just going to put it sim- simply <laughs> here. You know, I, I to, to 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 a larger. I come from the crass school of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they were the. the I had the, Penny on the show. Yeah, lovely, lovely man. Yeah, not lovely not, man. Not not from. Not from the sort of um, not that they invented it, you know it came centuries before, but you know the whole idea of everything collapsing down and starting again with bartering with with citizens' councils, if you want to call it that I know that's a rough expression, you know but citizens' councils true representation, you know people 's representation you know. I, I, I do, I do favour that, but we're stuck with what we got right now. We are know. stuck with it, I
0: think, and it's not going anywhere. Capitalism anytime, is the so. new religion, really, isn't it? Would you say that that's? I wouldn't even call it the world it that we're experience. in now. Yeah, well, it is. It's it like is money really. Money does seem to be the new Everything. deity that everybody worships, well, and
3: you can put whatever colour you want on a political system in any country. Yes, it's all based upon market economy. You know, all of it. Yeah, even like even North Korea's a market can't. Well, it's actually state capitalism technically if we want to get into political science, you know, because there's a few people at the top that own all the wealth yep. and it trickles down in drops to everybody else. That that's the Soviet Union was the same thing in my opinion. You know, what I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even communism. It was state capitalism through few people at the top extremely wealthy and like then massive gaps underneath you know down to the peasants at the bottom who are really not <laughs> a
0: good time no. you know have you spent much time in russia have you toured I have there have done, a lot? yeah i have done yeah, yeah fascinating country times. right i've it's never been very... but i studied russian history at college yeah. and it's i mean it must be ungovernable purely and simply because of the, the size, size of it, the place yeah
3: yeah 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 yeah.
0: and it's... have you gotten out of the cities much and seen
3: i have yeah well we've the been the feudal towns and Napalm was one of the first to go there, we, we went there while it was the last week of the Soviet Union. Yeah, the we, last we, week. Yeah, the last week when all the satellite states were collapsing. Nineteen ninety-one, we went there. You know, we were one of the like? first. Well, we, here is the thing: um, the that P, Moscow Peace Festival, which was the corporate thing, you know, with Metallica and Motley Crue and whatever. We were the first band to go there independently. We went completely independently. Um, it was it was a funny old thing because we were we were followed you know by, by the KGB and stuff they were you know you could see you know we were they were pointed out to us you know and um and so it was yeah it was a really funny old thing but um um we encountered th- so there were some cultural differences like fucking there were so many soldiers turned up to the gig and we were like um you know this is a, is a bad thing <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and they were like those old sticks came out and what i said to the to the promoter to tell the local guy I said look you know that cannot have this you cannot have people being beaten with sticks you know because they're daring to enjoy themselves you know it can't happen so the soldiers fucking put their buttons down and didn't didn't mess yeah yeah, yeah, you know so so that I'd say that was quite a small victory in itself you know but uh, yeah it was a funny old thing there were several bizarre things that happened there like there was one quite tragic thing in that. This kid came into the dressing room with a demo cassette of his band, and and like it, we were bearing in mind at this point we, this was one thing that would get us going. You know, we were very kind of like pent up about this. You know, he brought it. It was called Hitler. You know, and he had these swastikas all over it. And the guys like, hey, "Here's my band." You know, this is uh, this is what I'm about. And he gave it to Shane. The bass player was like. <laughs> and Shane chased him, you know, out of the out of the room and, and and Shane just stopped at the door, you know, and came back and we were all like, what the fuck, you know, well as it turned out, this kid, the security had clocked him, they'd chased him and he jumped over a stairwell, I think, uh, and he hadn't made it and he fell down in this stairwell and he it died, you know, yeah yeah you hell yeah so it was it was a fucking funny old thing you know but um but yeah it was it was funny because at the time there was no there was no sort of corporate presence or international presence in terms of business there if you like so there was there was two restaurants pizza hut and mcdonald's neither neither of which really particularly appealed to me but um so you could either you could either pay in rubles or pay in dollars. In the end, I ended up going to pizza, up, you know, just because there was no other option. And and I was like, they can like you can pay in dollars and be through in like two minutes. I said, like, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, i got to if I'm going to do anything to show my level of support for people, and I'm going to stand in the rubles queue, you know, <laughs> with everybody else. Fucking three hours later. Three was, hours. Was, uh, yeah, it was a long way, but know. I didn't care. You know, I do. I didn't want to do that because I thought that was disrespectful. To be honest, to just flounce in there and start paying with. Well, yeah, that that's one know. way to alienate yourself from yeah, the populace. Yeah, it? and I don't want to do that. I don't want to elevate myself like yeah. that above people. That's, that's just not my way. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, it was in, it was interesting times. You know. Um,
0: what do you think about moral judgment, Barney? And this idea of people, you know, morally judging. People that they perceive to be inferior to themselves, for whatever reason—something they've said, something they've done—because that's quite a grey area for me at the moment as well. And there's a lot of that.
3: See, I'm I'm not. See, I'm not. Whilst people might call me a moral person, but I don't believe in morality because, uh, to me, as I understand it, morality was kind of a, a, a an archaic religious invention. You know, so it assumes that it assumes that there is one right or a few rights. And everything else is wrong. That, that cannot be the case. How can that be the case? You and know? who gets to say and decide? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. So it's it's quite a difficult it's quite a difficult thing, you know, because obviously you still have to live life and and sort of uh, decipher things as they come along, really. So you kind of have to make your own choices on a case by case basis. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You know, and um, which is which again is is a real is a real dilemma sometimes because. I'll be honest. I want a world where everybody lives in peace, and I know that might me a really obvious thing to say. And I know it's been said a lot of times, but that's all I want. I don't want people to fight anymore. You know, I don't. I don't want it. I don't want a world where it's some people have more inali- inalienable rights than others. I just don't. I just don't accept it. I personally don't accept it. You know what? Here's the thing I don't think you should even have to have a passport. I don't think anybody that lives in this world has more right to tell you where you can and can't go than you. You know what I mean? Why well, should I have to give a passport when I go across the border? It's the world I live in. I want to go where I want to go. And I don't want somebody telling me, you know, oh, you can't go here. You haven't got this particular piece of paperwork that legitimizes you to come in here. And like, fuck off. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Do you want to hear a funny story? <laughs>
3: My good friend, Whitfield Crane, who's in
0: the band Ugly Kid Joe, yeah. uh, he in the 90s, this is obviously before 9-11, he was on tour with Ozzy Osbourne and he lost his passport and he had to get from London to New York. And he managed to blag his way onto the plane with just a tall laminate with his and Aussie's face on wow and he made it there <laughs> yeah i am surprised <laughs> but well maybe not back then but now in it today's would, world it not in a million but, years
3: you know here's uh, you know the thing is is that you know we're here talking about this and of course that's not the reality right now and i get that i know what people are going to say straight away if they hear that you know they're going to say that straight they're going to say so well you know but it's like I get that you know that's not the reality that we live in it's a lot of
0: self-imposed fear though isn't it like yeah. beware of the terrorists everybody yeah. needs the like identity cards and yeah. issues like this and you know, I think it's, it's
3: like I think it's hugely unfair
0: we so, might need to move in a minute but we'll continue. yeah Are you
3: all right for now mate Just I'm, I'm, I'm as good the, as we go I'm quite enjoying the old oh yeah I know you're a there <laughs> um <laughs> I, I I um I think it's really it's absolute travesty you know that. That's in, like imperialistic kind of ways have done things in the world, and just because it was, and just because they were done a hundred years ago or whatever, that that then that, that's kind of swept under the carpet now. But the people who are still suffering from those actions now, and the Middle East is a good example. They are that's yep. still to do. You know why is it that now when the tables are turned, they can't come here? You know, why is it that we went there and stumped? Or I say we. You know, I'm talking about obviously the empire and various other empires. Way. You know, <laughs> why is it that that they're not then allowed to come back and maybe get a, take a bit of shelter? You know, from the situation With the that they find of themselves life, in. Yeah. yeah, why not? You know, this 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 fear and paranoia of of the other. You know, is something that. I can't sanction as a human being I just can't I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna you know I, I can't make excuses for it you know
0: uh, do you feel like we've come a long way in some ways though because the other is obviously a word which is so old and applies to you know can go back to times of slavery and fear of even witches things like that it's like yeah you're, you're a threat to yeah the status quo yeah and it does seem like in many ways it's better to be say a transgender person or a you know, someone of an ethnic kind of different skin
3: tone to, yeah, degrees, to the white. It's better in many ways by today, degrees. Right? Yeah, but I think right at the heart of it, it still hasn't changed that much. You know, there's a lot of token gestures sometimes. It doesn't yeah. really, if you if you really want to be honest with yourself, it hasn't completely changed. It needs to completely change. To the whole human psyche and mindset needs to change. You know, in many respects. You know, because because just it's the competitive nature of the human being. Which which I find a negative thing a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, um, has led us to this point, you know, where to where. Well, you came Does of
0: it? age in the eighties, where I feel like from the documentaries that I've watched and the things that I've read, that was the decade when a lot of it changed, right? Yeah, when money really got into politics. And yeah, m- money became the the defining factor in yeah how people live their life and conduct themselves. Yeah, would you say that that was? Yeah. a thing that you witnessed
3: living yeah, through it i would say so i mean i lived in uh, do you want to move actually yeah man? let's do we're it. yeah
0: yeah quite a bit
3: now <laughs> so does that muck up your uh,
0: no it's all good i keep all this kind of stuff in anyway I'll move all we'll again. go underneath this uh umbrella here go. Yeah. Typical English weather.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's actually it's really, it'll be really good for the soil we sure. Nice and verdant. There's a little as well, your other. Right, where were we? There we are? go, bud. Now. Off on the nineteen the
0: nineteen eighties.
3: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I, 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 I lived through the whole sort of yuppie thing. Yes. Which I, which I was never, I have to say, I'll be completely honest about this. I was, never, I was never swayed by it. I always thought it was a great big sham, you know what I mean? Plus, plus, my dad was a trade unionist, so he always had his perspective on that stuff, which rubbed off on me. Although I took my own opinions, actually, in the end, you know, which just happened to kind of run in parallel, you know. I, yeah, I always thought greed people, greed was good, that was the thing, no, I thought, no, it's not actually, you know, it's really not, you can see the effects and the consequences around you, you know, we, we, I mean, we, we went through things such as, um, you know, Thatcher's cuts on local services and stuff like that, we lived through all that, you know, um, when I was a kid, uh, before I was vegan, you know, the school milk, all that stuff, you know, Maggie Thatcher milk snatcher, all that stuff was happening, you know, so, so, um... Did you grow up vegetarian? I 14 years old when I started. 14? Yeah, Was that yeah, passed yeah. on
0: through your parents? Or was that something you
3: found no, for yourself? No, what it was, you know, my my, my high school, uh, Dartmouth, which is where I went to in Great Bar, um, was a very, very... It was a huge school. Big catchment area, like 1,800 kids, you know. So I saw a video of an abattoir at, at school, and I was just like... I don't want any part of this anymore. No way. You know, this is—I can't do this. You know. So, um, so it took me a while to get around to it. Yeah, but I started sort of being vegetarian, and then progressively in stages, um, stopped using like animal products at all, and stopped wearing leather and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was a gradual thing for me. Was the punk scene back then a big part of
0: that education? for people of your age, would you say as well? I spoke to Johnny about it a bit, and he said that, you know, with bands like Doom, and there was a lot of bands that would be talking about these issues and highlighting yeah, them. Yeah, Because it, it was, wasn't common it practice, was, was it, vegetarianism in the sort of 70s, 80s, not, even 90s, no, a, really. I
3: mean, although the, although, although the UK is kind of known as the home of vegetarianism, really. Is it? Well, it is in terms of the, 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 the kind of it being, becoming aware to the wider uh, populace, you know. Uh, but of course, it's been it's been uh, certain religions have used it for centuries, you know. Uh, but yeah, in t- on a on a more public level, I think you know the UK really was where it started. So um, yeah, it was it was amongst my friends generally, not everybody, of course. But yeah, it was vegetarianism was a big thing, you know, definitely. And again, the I wouldn't even call it politics. I'd just call it like just. Natural thought, you know, human thinking, but you know that the sort of ideas that were around at the time—equality, you know, uh, social justice, you know, economic justice—you know, all that, all that stuff—was all um, was all definitely important to me. Yeah, it was. I, I'd kind of already formed my ideas. They were just nuanced. I just just needed nuancing in a couple of areas, you know. All right, didn't? No, needing is the wrong way to put it, but they. They would, they would move that way naturally you know so so yeah but it was a big but then again you know um, uh, going to school you know the academic academia was I, I know it's always actually for the one of the things with the with the with the punk movement was our oh, school and that this is bollocks just teaching you know what I actually really enjoyed academic education I loved school yeah you know what I, I, I could have I was into it but I could have been into it more. If you see, I did. I did, like like most kids, I did piss about, you know, a little bit. But you know, the sort of physics, biology, chemistry, great, fantastic. You know what I mean? Uh, the the natural ways of the world uh, was was just just great. You know, and um, yeah, I didn't pursue those paths afterwards, but. Cannot, what did you do straight out of school? Did you fall straight into, into music it, or Well, what being Birmingham, I went into the car industry. Of course. Working in engineering, you know, with, with as my brothers did, you know. My brother, one brother still does, he works at BMW, you know, over in um, Hams, Hamsall, you know. Um, my other brother worked at Land Rover. Yeah. uh, I worked at a, a supply company in Sutton Coldfield. Supplying Jaguar and Land Rover on the in the tool room, so I was engineering. Like, um, yeah, and and it was it was good while it lasted. You know, um, were you happy in that trade, or were you I was, feeling I, a sense I, of I, flight I was, taking over? I was happy. I, I liked the job. I just didn't like the way the job, in some respects, I didn't like the way the job was treated. In other words, by the employers, you know, I think just treated a bit like. You're a number You know what I mean A little bit And I I actually I I actually had I I need to enjoy The things I do I need to be stimulated By them You know Whatever I do in life You know And I was stimulated By my job I liked it You know But I just don't think as, As As in Unfortunately In a lot of employment I don't think The management Took the employees That were doing These things As 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 uh, as seriously as they should have done you know yeah, I and mean? yeah. so so and yeah but anyway my job now is pretty much redundant i think you know with the automation you know, you know it, even if i went back to it it would be not very hard yeah very hard to 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 get back into and it the way what happened what basically happened was i, I was around you in the scum period you know the napalm i was there what has been recorded i wasn't in the studio but I'd be in the pub when the guys would come from the studio, and they'd come to the pub. And uh, obviously that was 86, 87, but then in eighty eight, eighty nine, when Lee and Bill left, and I was friends with Shane, and I was friends with all of them actually, but mainly Shane and Mickey, and they knew what I could do, because I already had other bands, you know. So they asked me, and within three weeks, I'd left me job, and I was on a plane to CBGB's in New York to play a hardcore matinee show with Prong. Oh wow, I had, Idiot I had
0: Tommy on this show, I love him, Tommy Victor. Because he used to
3: do the sound there as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, mate, the first Prong app. We were play them on that on Primitive Origins, which to me, sorry Tommy, but still... Unsurpassed, you know, in terms of, <laughs> and yeah, it was, mate. You can imagine what that was like for a 19-year-old kid, like you know what I mean. Well, that's the the mecca, isn't
0: it? I yeah. mean that that venue yeah. and that scene yeah. was just where it was at. Yeah, at that point in time. I remember.
3: And... I remember one. It's just a small but funny memory, you know. I Remember, like there was me, obviously me, Shane, uh, Jesse, Mickey don't think Mitch was with us at that point. I can't even remember. I know it sounds really bad. Sorry, Mitch. But (laughs) um, and we just stepped off the plane and we got we got to CBGBs and we were absolutely flummoxed because we were like we were so hungry and we couldn't find anything to eat. So we were like eating bags of crisps, you know. And then and so like in the front of CBGBs, like a five-lane road, you know. And we were like scratching our heads going how the fuck do we cross this thing like you know <laughs> <laughs> it was just that kind of typical <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Brits abroad Robbie, for the first you know, time yeah we were like you know, <laughs> what's all this about like you know so is that your first time in America as well yeah it was yeah we did um, we did if I remember we did what we did the first Grind Crusher tour in the UK which was my first gigs with the band and then we did New York with prong blinded it go we did a couple of other gigs as well which have been arranged by friends you know around and about so yeah those are my those are my earliest times with napalm you know who have you spent time
0: with a lot over the years on the road from from the states perhaps that you formed friendships with
3: because uh, i
0: know that your band is a band that transcends genres and it's been a band of influence and inspiration to so many and i know that's not probably something which you
3: yeah, I mean, uh, well, we're actually, one Focus of the on, bands who were about to go on, out on the road, with, we're sick of it all in the states. Yep. Yeah, had with Lou on too. here as well, lovely. Yeah, yeah. So, Wonderful so, man so we we clicked in a way that a lot of bands don't, you know, because slightly different area of the scene, but the hardcore scene, but to, you know, here is the thing to me. Sometimes one of the things I dislike about that point is that it was kind of separatist. For some people, oh if you like European alcohol you, you can't like this US stuff on the east coast, it's not this. It's not raw enough and all the rest of it. And I was like, and Shane will tell you the same thing about it, you know we like a bit of everything man, you know what I mean? We like, we really do, you know, we, we, why, why should we just like one thing and not another? You know, it's like, and why should we only like something because it has a particular mindset, you know, because they think like crass. Well no, you know, going back to what we was saying earlier on. Not everybody's got the same opinions, you know, and admittedly a lot of those were in the kind of in a certain ballpark. Yeah. but There was different strains of thought going off that. So like, no, no, you know, we like this stuff, you know. Why we're not going to be afraid about admitting it, you know. So yeah, anyway, sorry, digressing. But that's what podcasts uh, yeah, are for, yeah, I mean. sick, sick of it all, guys. We just clicked instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we we became like really good friends, and we this was ninety one, you know. So so we're going back. Uh, with them at the end of this year you know us them municipal waste I think so. nice yeah so so that tour is going to go out in the states um,
0: and uh, what about unlikely bills have you ever found yourself on any unlikely bills uh,
3: um, yeah mate we've done a rave end- we've <laughs> done the rave <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, also yeah. Did, we did a we'll just talk about this I'm I'm, I'm glad I spoke about it Those sort of otherwise I would have forgotten so basically we went we did our sort of two yearly Japanese tour and we were going to South Korea, you know, afterwards. And uh, so the promoter was an absolute stroke of genius, to be fair. So we did we did one gig in like a small club there. U- usual thing, you know, great, you know. And then the promoter booked us on this festival. And we were like, we didn't have any details about it. We were like, what is this thing, you know? Turned up it was a K-pop festival. Amazing. It was all K-pop. Bands. Yeah, yeah. And we thought, we, th- we, we were like, what the fuck? You know, and that which contradicts what I was saying earlier. But but then when we did the gig, it was all school kids, fifth, at fourteen, fifteen-year-old boys and girls. You know, and they went fucking apeshit when we played. And all these K-pop stars come at to us and go, oh, "I've never seen anything like that. It was incredible. Like you know what I mean?" And we were just like, "Really?" <laughs> and they were like yeah, yeah that was just mind blowing. You know, it was a stroke of genius, really, as it turned out. But um, so that was probably you could argue one of the most unlikely bills ever, you know. And then, then, then there's other things like we, we've been direct support to Faith No More, for example, a few times. Now people might think, eh, you know what I mean? But look, look at look at them. Okay, they're nowhere near as extreme as what we are, but they are also a very intricate musical mix, hotch a stew of many different things, you know. So. We played to them at their peak on the real thing you know we did, on the real thing yeah really. yeah we did a gig with them um, in um, in Holland it was you know in this fucking arena you know again lots of young kids <laughs> and it was great you know okay there was some of the audience that were fucking baffled that were going <laughs> um, <you know."> this <laughs> but, is not we care about yeah yeah, yeah 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 but but it went in the end you know it, it, why not challenge yourself you know, there's there's no sense in preaching to the converted, be that be that musically or be that you know, in terms of your ethos, there's no point in just playing to the same people all the time. Yeah, of course. That's not say you shouldn't play I'm not saying that at all. It's good it. to go out your comfort zone, isn't yeah, it? Challenge yourself. And surely with a band like Napalm, you could argue that the the music is confrontational, you know, the sound of it. That the the ethos is Put, he's putting ideas out not to just the music community but it has a far bigger reach in theory so then if logic follows that why would you not get out there to people who wouldn't um, by choice come and see you for your playing on your own of course you fucking should like you know yeah. what I mean? and anybody who wants to tell me otherwise that, that's fine that's their opinion but I, I'm I'm at the point where I'm sort of you know open to anything you know really you know are you a married man, Barney? No, 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 no not married, no. So you no. never
0: you never wanted to do the settle down, have a family thing? Well, I,
3: I certainly don't want a family no? in terms of kids. No. I've always pledged and I've always said that I do not want children. And, of course, people say to you, oh, you will one day, you know, just wait something. Mate, I don't. For a couple of reasons. First of all, I want to make the most of my life that I can. This is the one selfish part of me. And... I, when I say so, I don't mind saying it's selfish because it's not it's not a malicious thing it's just it's, it's just, not harming yeah, no, anyone else. No. I want to live my life. I want to be able to I want to be able to up up sticks and, and and go when 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 I wish to, you know. That might be with another person, you know, a partner or whatever, but in terms of children I don't want children, you know. I and there's a, there's another point here. I don't particularly feel motivated to bring kids into this world right now, you know, because I I feel that the youth I think it's criminal the way the youth are treated you know they are scapegoats for like so many different things and I don't think it's right you know there's still this mentality that exists oh if you're like if you're of a certain age you know then you are then you have more you have more kudos than 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 or more integrity and more knowledge than than a kid that's 15 years old Bullocks, quite frankly you know simply not true you know they they, they underestimate kids you underestimate kids at your peril you know what I
0: mean well so often you form as you've just said and proved you form a lot of your ideological makeup at that key teenage period yeah and a lot of those ideas that you decide upon then often stay with you for the rest of your life right they grow and evolve yeah but very often you do kind of set your flag up when you're a kid and go this is kind of where I stand yeah
3: I mean, there's prejudice is prejudice, you know. There's a lot of prejudice against against young kids, you know. However you want to term them, the youth, young people, whatever juvenile phra- delinquents, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. phrase you want to use. I think it's crap, you know. I hear people spouting off about young kids sometimes it's bollocks, you know what I mean? You know, it's it's the, give them a bit of credit and maybe you'll get the respect back. You know what I mean? That's
1: that's that's definitely a thing for me, you know.
3: And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and three hundred sixty five day returns.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: How important is travel to you? And where are some of your favorite places
3: yeah, I mean, to spend
0: um... time? For me, it's the kind of the, the currency of my life It has afforded me all of my best experiences and taught me so many lessons that staying at home would have never imparted I I love it yeah
3: I mean I think I I, I like to think I hope that my mind would still be open you know and I would still not accept what I'm spoon fed you know what I mean but yeah travel has definitely been a, a great thing for me I've experienced you know but it's quite interesting that there's this debate with the debate about Europe going on right now people's People um, tend to see on, on the on the on the oh God. I'm going to get and get into cliches now. But people <laughs> on the Remain or the Brexit side look at Europe as a single entity. Some, not everybody. Some, you know. But there is a fair percentage of people that do. That. It's not a single entity. You can have a thousand different experiences in Europe. You know what I mean? You know, all of which will be different to your everyday effortless stroll, through, you know, through if if. On, on any given day you know it's like there are a thousand different experiences to have so yeah definitely travel has, has opened up our eyes you know for sure but but the thing is is that it given even with that it wouldn't make me treat people any differently place to place I always get asked a question oh you know you'll get to a country a kid with it or turns up turn up with a fanzine you know with a, a, a recorder like you know much like yourself. Oh, um, let's talk about the fans in this country. You know what, what you're going to give special. I'm I not, mate. I'll just say the same as I do everywhere else. It's not because I'm being a robot and I've got nothing else to say. It's just you I'd get speak. what you get, which Pe- is me. People are people. Yeah. you know they really are. And in fact, in fact, and this is, this is, this is also kind of a, What was um, a, a, a kind of um, a train of thought in the in that sort of free thinking uh, the crass movement kind of thing like culture sometimes can actually be a real negative you know because sometimes what culture does is it is it sets precedence for things that really are you mean like
0: personality traits and customs and things like that yeah
3: customs you know things that are as, as a hu- on a first level as a human being I are, are, are not acceptable you know in terms of perception and treatment of other human beings yet because they become a cultural norm you know, yeah. oh you should respect it bollocks you know if something is like if something is detrimental to other human beings and to, to to the coming together of people, I think I don't give a shit what it is you know what I mean bullfighting if you want to use an extreme example you told yeah you've got to respect it because it's called no bollocks you know you have as a human being you have the level of perception to know that that treatment of a sentient being is not fucking acceptable you know what i mean so don't give me that like you know seriously you know
0: uh let's talk about spirituality is there any side to your character which believes in absolutely energy so I'll give you a, from yeah, the, yeah yeah no And <laughs> the great beyond no
3: no absolutely not you know i think everything can be put down to uh, we're talking about school science lessons everything can be put down to chemical and electrical impulses within the body you know um i had a conversation of a friend of mine the other day who lives elsewhere in the world which is and they were saying to me, oh, "Are you still not spiritual yet?" You know, like expecting a conversion at some point. <laughs> I was like, "No," because oh. Oh, we got into talking about ghosts. I said, "No," because you got to remember that the human brain—we still do not know enough about the human brain. You know, the, what it is and how it functions. We don't. The heart, another essential organ, we know plenty about, but the human brain, we still know. A fraction of what the possibilities are with the human brain and so therefore you have to understand that the human brain can make people think and do some very strange things you know sometimes and i think the the apparitions and and ghostly appearances is down to trauma mindset anxiety you know or even on a on the good side of the spectrum Positive vibes can also give you uh, illusions and apparitions. So I think there's an explanation for everything. I I believe that we are electrochemical uh, um, uh, matter. You know, we exist in a world that is governed by by physical forces, chemical and biological. Again, and the interaction of all that stuff does some weird and wonderful things sometimes. Look at the Northern Lights, you know, at yeah, the top of... The... Have you been to Iceland a lot? I, I haven't. I, I've been to Iceland. Iceland. I've never seen the Northern Lights up close. It's a up beautiful close. country, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we, we were just there. We just did a gig there, actually, two, three weeks ago, you know. But, um, yeah, so so there are things to, you know, there are explanations for these things, you know. And and I, I I truly believe that. I don't believe in any anything from beyond the grave, you know. I just don't see the evidence for it, you know. I just don't. I just don't see the scientific evidence for it. Big science person, you know. I just don't, I don't see the evidence for it. You know.
0: Where do you stand on psychedelics and hallucinogenic drugs? Again,
3: chemical. Have you chemical, have you done much in your time? Are you, I, I've I've tried a couple of things, but then don't do me any good. Don't suit no. me. No, my my it must be my chemical composition. Right. It just doesn't. So yeah, some doesn't bad trips. Work. You? Yeah. Well, I I I, try, I tried even weed weed does not suit me at all I call
0: weed parajuana yeah
3: because it gives me extreme paranoia even like a couple of drags for me and you but it's important to say as well it's it's important to say that it's an incredibly important tool you know in the treatment of of, uh, ailments and disease yeah from cancer to depression the fact that it's still illegal makes me absolutely just wonder what the fucking minds are of the people you know the fact that it's still legal—something that, something that comes from the ground like that—you know—that that that will grow, whichever way you slice it, you know, it will grow. You know, so I just don't, I just don't understand, you know, why why it's it's still so people, the, the, certain parts of the world are so are so uh, uh, dismissive of it you know and, well it's and that age old propaganda isn't it that it's a gateway drug
0: that's always yeah. the thing that the government has fallen I, I, on like
3: well I watched the Tory leadership thing which was a, a ball of fun and games you know <laughs> what I mean on the telly the other night and that it came up in that debate because there's this I hate to bring like sort of tabloid stuff into this conversation but it's like because you know Michael Gove one of the candidates a, they've found out some stuff about his cocaine pass which is yeah, showing yeah. this mealy mouth like repentance thing you know what I mean and um, and uh, i just laughing my balls off like you know what I mean how they were you know the one thing I'm not a fan of Michael Gove but I think any person that has a certain hypocrisy to him, having been hard on drugs in his in his, his tenure as a politician, you know, yet he's now been found out, you know, and so there's two ways to look at it. I don't want to I don't want to crucify anybody that does that stuff, but it, the the oh the irony, you yes. know, of him now, you know, being found out. So, with there's they've got to do something about this worldwide war on drugs. It didn't work in the Reagan era, it was disastrous you know, the amount of people that died There's an amazing documentary about how that whole campaign
0: was essentially a way to legalize slavery again. yeah it's like if we can't make them slave let's criminalize them yeah and then put you know however many millions yeah. of African American people into jail yeah
3: unlawfully it's a whole there's a whole industry and then know, have the working the building on on everything yeah there's a whole industry beyond the war on drugs and the second thing to say about it actually within the drug production sphere is you you, you have to get some kind of handle on it because one of the reasons I don't I mean I've, I've done cannabis ones it's never suited me i've also done acid a couple of times um and that didn't suit me either i had some crazy experiences with the godflesh guys actually (laughs) just fucking which were turned out to not be very good in the end because i had a bad trip you know but so never again for me you know i just don't it just doesn't suit me i'll stay away from it i'm I'm fine with that you know do you drink uh yeah but let me let me continue on just what i was trying to get to um you have to do something because what pe- the, the, one of the drugs of choice for people that wouldn't usually do drugs as far as i know is, is cocaine you know now cocaine is a big problem in the sense that it's not it's not the actual effects or the basis of it that bother me in terms of its composition it's the, the people that yeah it's the people that suffer for it um, there are people that live in, in, in certain zones in South America, usually on the borders between countries where there's a lot of drug traffic that go through, that are enslaved, you know, by drugs gangs, you know, cartels and stuff like that. And that, that's a human rights fucking travesty, you know what I mean? And that has to stop. You know, it has to stop. There's no glory. You can't glorify that. There is no glorification of that,
0: you know. And it's ironic as well because cocaine is probably perceived to be the most socially acceptable drug
3: amongst the elites. I I don't think people know. Or or I think people do have an inkling, but they just kind of don't want to know. Yeah. You know, so I wouldn't touch it for that reason. I know people that do it, you know, and I I think they should come to their own conclusions about it, but I will not touch it with a fucking barge pole for those very reasons, you know. I have no, absolutely no no reason to be wanting to go anywhere near it, you know. And
0: well, obviously, you know, I mean, whether it's cocaine or whether it's prescription pills, but there's been a real wave recently of a lot of high profile musicians kind of taking themselves out and, and taking their own lives. Yeah. And you see the whether that's a combination of fame and drugs, and then whatever else was already it's, in existence it, well, it, going on. In as
3: far as as far as we can take the the media reports as as, as gospel, you know, I think um, um, there's been a couple of situations where it seems they died by accident, you know, because yeah. of cot, and that's fucking tragic, man. You know, what I mean? you know, I mean, and you got you got, again, it comes down to we go back to the fact that. You know, corporations are allowed can't blanch in this world sometimes. You know, they really are. They're allowed to do things that singular citizens would be in jail for for many years, and they just get away with it scot-free. There's nobody to answer for it. So, you know, big pharma, as people like to call it, mate, surely somebody's got to answer for these prescription drug epidemics. You know, and the, the, the irony of it is, is that when the medication is is most likely to help arguably like in africa and places like that that rather than making it as cheap as they do in western countries when they go to other continents they'll ramp the prices up so people that do need drugs over there can't can't get them so people end up fucking dying sometimes you know because they can't get access to drugs or healthcare and stuff like that it's fucking crazy you know the way the unregulated nature of of companies corporations like that do you believe that music still
0: has the power to have a positive effect in the way that it can change the world
3: i believe so yeah if i didn't well what's what's my what's my point you know to yeah of course we're a band at the end of the day so i will say that you know we're not just we're not just people just activists yeah Yeah. by the way am i away from the mic a little yeah come on in a little
0: bit yeah 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 Yeah, it's all good to do that rock backwards and forwards um, if you just pop in
3: that way there, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, do you want me to push the table a bit? Yeah, it we... might help. you There we go. Yeah. So, so, um, so we are a band. We're we. I. I. You know. I. I. I do like the art of music. You know. I am into the art of stuff. You know. The the unconventional, confrontational side of of the art of music. Well, I love that, what you
0: guys do because it's a very. Humanitarian message with a very uh, aggressive yeah, delivery, and, and, I, and the, I love that juxtaposition. Yeah, that's the
3: irony of it. You know, yeah. it's like an oxymoron kind of thing. It's like know? hippie music, but yeah, s- exactly. Super abrasive, and, aggressive I'm, and... I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Yeah. You know, in fact, I think that's a that's a plus point. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, you know, very much so. We're not speakers in speakers' corner on. Standing on soapboxes, we are a band, so we do have an artistic side to us. We do want to please people with the stuff that we do, you know, definitely. Um, but at the same token, if we can spread ideas and stuff like that, if we use that as a platform, then 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 why not? You know, it doesn't always stick. Sometimes you meet, you know, a fair degree of opposition, but that's that's not gonna that's not gonna dampen my enthusiasm for it it's not going to piss on my pizza so to speak you it's know it's pizza, yeah it? yeah it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna we're just gonna do it anyway you know i think if you believe in what you do especially if you're pushing like a humanitarian uh, ethos you know i think you have to because you have to plow through things that need need looking at in my opinion in this world you know
0: how would you like to be remembered do you ever think about legacy and that idea of once i'm gone
3: how will i be mythologized or uh no i don't care about being eulogized or mythologized to be honest i've never i've never you know what i was just in the right place at the right time i can do certain things i can do certain things with my throat that a lot of people can't do i don't know <laughs> why i mean it's just maybe it's just something it's an anatomic thing I, you know an anatomical thing i don't know but I just know I was in the right place at the right time I had a great love for the music and the people that were around me at the time still do and um, and that's it you know if people I hope people remember me when I go you know but but not necessarily in the sense that oh he was a great he was a great cultural commentator yeah, I don't don't mean really. it's 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 not about me, you know what I mean. It was never about me. You know, it's about the collective. It's about what, it's about what Napalm does. It's about what Napalm puts out to the world, not, not me personally. Which is why, it's it's nice. We we won a couple of awards down the years, and it it was nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sort of being, I'm not being ungrateful about it. But it was nice that people gave us that accolade. But it was never about that for me it was always about the collective you know and what we could do what we could say you know what how we could get ideas out there what we could achieve artistically that's what it was about for me you know uh, i never wish to be singled out you know or 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 have a profile like you know it's that way it's just not not my thing you know
0: i think that's what people are drawn to with you and what they
3: love about you is that you are the antithesis of a rock star and that's so refreshing. Mate, I never liked it. You know, I never, I never, I never felt the need to conform to those. Again, back to stereotypes. I never felt the need to conform to a stereotype. Yeah, sure. You know, I had, I had a moeekan in my earlier days, which are kind of classic references. I've had long hair, and I've had the pier- long blonde mullet. Yeah, exactly. I, I love had, that look. I've had piercings. I've <laughs> had you know all these different t-shirts. All different, but because I wanted to do it. It wasn't because I wanted to fit into somebody's stereotype, you know. And it's not either that I've always disliked this thing that oh, you know, in every band photo you should stand there with your fist clenched down by your side and look like somebody's put a coat hanger up your back, you know. <laughs> no, you know, I, you know, what I'd rather do, I'd rather sit around on this settee like now, laughing, you know, in a photo, show a bit of a, a bit of humour, you know, and put that as a band photo. I'd be, I'm quite happy with that, you know. It's, it's. It's. I don't think you should be one thing. You know the the idea that you have to conform to being. Oh, this is this is metal or that's metal or this is punk or that's punk or this is that and that's that. It, you just just do what you feel comfortable with. Freedom of expression. Yeah, and, you right, know that's and what if, it's all about. And if and if and if that doesn't fit to some like marketing person's perception of how a band like Napalm does should look. Who gives a shit, you know what I mean, really, you know. Who cares, you know. I mean, we've come this far by being what we've wanted to be. And I, I would argue that we've actually achieved some bits and pieces, you know, so.
0: And on your own terms, like completely on, our own on your own terms. <laughs> on our own Whoa.
3: terms. You know, there, don't get me wrong, there are times when um, we were we were kind of sucked into certain things, which I, I only speaking for myself, which at the time I felt uncomfortable with, and I wish we hadn't had done. But but we kind of learnt a lesson by them, you know. We learnt, lo- don't do that again. You know, <laughs> I'm not doing that again, sort of thing. And so that's made us, I think, stronger, you know, as as a, as a musical force. You know, that's the right way to put it. You know. Will you
0: continue with Napalm until you can continue no more? Is it something you'd like to see yourself doing? Well, into mate, here's the thing.
3: Your senior years. Well, here's the thing. One of the things that's always made me laugh, you know, uh, sarcastically, is this whole thing about, you know, there is a certain, I'm sure you'd agree, there's this thing where bands reach a certain age, you know, the the band itself and the members, you know, reach certain ages, and people go, oh, well, that's it now, you know, all the past best years are behind them. And the band almost conformed to that sort of, you know, that's sort of... Taking us out to pasture. Oh, I'm slowing down and going down the hill now and all the rest of it. Fuck that shit, man. No. Well, look no, at right. a band like Killing Joke or yeah. you guys. Yeah. Like the music that's being put out is as you know good what? as anything. I'll, I'll go out. I'll go. I will. My intention is to go out there on stage and do exactly what I did in 1988 89 and I would argue that I still do. You know, and I would argue that the music. Whilst it has progressed, as still as potent, you know, as as back in those times. I have no intention of of doing anything that might sort of uh, mellow things down a little bit, you know what I mean? No intention at all, because I think once we do that as a band, we're done. That's it. Game over, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, I would suggest... I have no interest, mate. On a, on a, on the on the level of stimulus, I have no interest in doing that. That sounds like the most boring fucking world in, <laughs> thing in the world to me. You know, no interest. You know, it's, I, after honestly, after na- Napalm Death has been fucking brilliant. You know, it's it's almost like a phantom limb for me. If it was to go, and it might, everything's everything comes to an end. I'm, I I accept that. But if it did go, it would be like cutting one of my limbs off you know I've, I've lived it as as have the other guys you know through the years and I think the confrontational uh, unconventional uh, manner of Napalm Death is, is the foundation of it you know that's why I couldn't I don't know if I could join another band after Napalm Death because it, it, it couldn't it couldn't feel as pioneering as what it was from those scum days onwards you know what I mean I mean could you really step into something after that and go, well, this is another band and it's good and all that, but, uh, so I'll just roll with it for a bit. No, you want to be fucking stepping into it going, fucking come on, like, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's it. You know,
0: Mate, this has been amazing. Thanks
3: so much. <laughs> no, I want to ask you a couple more questions then yeah, we'll wrap sure, it up. Yeah, sure, mate, we're good, I'm good to go. Uh,
0: if you had to single out a couple of things that you've achieved with the band that you're especially proud of, could you?
3: Well, I mean, I think, I think for what it's worth, you know, um, we, we were one of the first bands to go down to South Africa, you know. Now, I was uncomfortable about it at the time because it wasn't that long after the apartheid era had finished and I didn't want to be doing anything that was like associated with those days, you know. But the ANC got involved, you know, with, with, with the promoter and so they kind of gave us a few pointers of where and where not to go through him you know and so I was really I was really quite chuffed to do that you know we were really trying our best to bring everybody together unfortunately in in a lot of places it was it just did seem to be kind of middle class like white kids and I'm not saying that to be uh, disrespectful to anybody, you know, but that's literally what it was at points. You were you hoping know. to reach. I was more hoping of the people to reach out more to the actual gigs. Now I, d- I went out there and did some community stuff before that, and, and it, it wasn't. It was like everything was mixed. It was great, you know. It's a couple of things, and um, but the gigs were not all of them, but a couple of them were kind of like that, you know. So we didn't quite bridge the gap, but at least we gave it. At least we given it a go, you know what I mean? So that's definitely one thing. Um, what would this? What would another thing be? Um, I just, I just think the fact that what makes it quite. I guess it's following on from a lot of stuff that we've done. You know, um, we are now Napalm's now asked. We are able and we are asked to play on festivals and gigs that are not the standard. Uh, metal or punk gigs you know what i mean they are they are a big cross-section of different things and that makes me quite proud you know because i think you haven't pigeonholed yourself no i mean there is there are it, when you when you when you like on the metal press side of things you do get that kind of oh it, the the default position as oh, a metal band yeah and and i you know what i try not to give a fuck about stuff like that cause it's not worth giving a fuck and again i, I don't mean that in a Detrimental way to the person I don't mean Oh fuck you You know Not like that at all But I think it's a go to Expression And a go to assumption You know And I just don't think It's Definitely metal's in there It's definitely a strand Of Napalm You know Undoubtedly But there are so many things Besides And as the years go on The albums go on You can hear it You know what I mean You can hear the You can hear the Killing joke Public image Um Um Throbbing gristle you know, um Einstender Neubarton. Um, or I, I could go on list and list of stuff, you know, the 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 Scandinavian hardcore, Japanese hardcore, you know. Progressive whatever. music basically. Yeah. I don't mean prog, but yeah, no, music yeah, that pushes sure, boundaries sure. and post post uh, hardcore stuff, noise rock, all that stuff's in Napalm Death, you know, for for sure, you know. And and so when it just it, it's oh napalm death metal band you know it's like oh come on really you know, what I mean? you know? and i shouldn't i shouldn't do that because i know it's the metal press and i know they kind of i know there's a they, they need to characterize things in a certain way to get across to the readership you know but you just sometimes you just go oh god know. You know? so, but you know I, again i'm not i'm not making a huge deal out of it it's just it's just a Sometimes it's a bit. It's linear. one string to yeah, many. it's many. one string to many, many, many things. You know, one strand of the band. You know. Fuck yeah,
0: uh, Ed Miller band.
3: Yeah. How was he? Nice bloke. He was so all right, he, was he? Yeah, he was nice bloke. Yeah, one of the definitely. good ones. He was nice, very nice. You know, and um, that clip was hilarious. Yeah, on I mean, Intech mean, t- went because, so viral. Well, here is the <laughs> thing: before we did it, they'd actually said to me before, and they said, um, "Look, we want you to." Do your voice on air? I was like, oh come on, mate. Do you know how many times I've been asked to do that? It's getting a bit old now, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, come on for the right. Ra- I was like, oh, all right then, I'll do it. You know, one more time. But then of course it turned into this unintentional. It is fun, even though I say it myself. When you- it is really funny because <laughs> you know Ed Milliband. Ed Milliband is a fan of the band. You know how he went on Twitter saying, oh, "I'm a fan," of they found and, and like people. Tweeted him back, I think, going, oh bollocks, come off it!" Like, he told me stuff like before that only a person that knew the band would know. You know, so he was was a legit fan. I was like, "Eh?" you know, and of course, of course, the funny thing about that is, as a trade union person, I got to vote on the Labour Party leadership, and I said, "Ed, you know," I I, I said, "I can't quite remember, but I think you might have been first on my voting (laughs) form." And he was just like laughing, you know, a little bit, but yeah, so, but. Take the politics out of it, you know. He was—he was, he was just a nice person, you know. He was there was a and so so then when you when you meet me, I mean, yeah, people could turn around to me you now and say, oh, you know, well, what are you saying that for? Because there's establishment and all the rest of it, and all the rest of it. But you know what? I think that's half the problem. Take take the structure and the establishment out of it, you know. E- even as a person that was has been involved with the Labour movement and points, Danny, years take that out of it for a second just look at the person that's where we're going wrong after the time look at the person he was nice to me you know and I was nice to him and I enjoyed it it was nice albeit briefly you know so Richard Bergen is another guy that Labour MP he, you, you might know he's, he's a Leeds Labour MP he's big into his like music and stuff you know and uh, me and him did the conference thing down here like it was a music stroke human rights kind of affair and um, also brilliant Super nice person, you know. Really good company. Yeah. You know, so, people are people. They right? are. Yeah. 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 That's we got to start treating each other as. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it. What it is. What it tends to be is people sometimes mistake the people for the structures in society. You know, it's like I want to, I want to, um, I wish that to not really be a monarchy anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the monarchic system. It doesn't mean I want to hurt the people that are in it. You know what I mean? And sometimes people just assume that you want to go and, you know, sort of do something dastardly to, you know, uh, people in the higher echelons. Well, I don't, you know, people People are people, you know, what? if there's let's it, just change the yeah, system a bit change, and take care of those let's that need change our change the help. system and then bring everybody in yeah. you know from the bottom upwards you know that's that to me is right. the, <laughs> heck, you know we're really getting attacked <laughs> it's coming right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think on that note we'll
0: wrap it otherwise we're yeah. going to get fucking drenched we are
3: getting pissed on Barney shake my hand mate yeah, thanks so much man yeah. come Cheers, back on yeah. again sometime what oh, you got mate, going oh, on for well the rest do. of the year we have we have some three two back to back tours in Europe a Russian Eastern European tour, and the tour is sick of it all at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all go towards the end of the year. Bollocks of things.
0: Amazing. Yeah, nice one, mate. No I really worries. enjoyed that. Cheers, Mark.
3: Right, <laughs> yeah.